The mouser crouched a little, every sense a quiver in space utterly dark. On a surface before him, a table, he had felt it out to be, lay his jewel box, closed. His left hand touched the box. His right gripped cat's claw, and with that weapon nervously threatened the inky darkness all around. A voice, which was at once dry and thick, croaked from behind him. Open the box. The mouse's skin crawled at the horror of that voice. Nevertheless, he complied with the direction. The rainbow light of the meshed jewels spilled upward, dimly showing the room to be low-ceilinged and rather large. It appeared to be empty, except for the table, and, indistinct in the far left corner behind him, a dark low shape, which the mouser did not like. It might be a hassock or a fat round black pillow, or it might be... The mouser wished Fafford hadn't made his last suggestion. From ahead of him a rippling silvery voice, quite unlike the first, called, Your jewels, like no others I have ever seen, gleam in the absence of all light. Scanning piercingly across the table and box, the mouser could see no sign of the second caller. Evening out his own voice, so it was not breathy with apprehension, but bland with confidence, he said to the emptiness, More gems are like no others in the world. In fact, they come not from the world, being of the same substance as the stars. Yet you know by your test that one of them is harder than diamond. They are truly unearthly and most beautiful jewels, the sourless silvery voice answered. My mind pierces them through and through, and they are what you say they are. I shall advise Ogo to pay your asking price. At that instant, the mouser heard behind him a little cough and a dry, rapid scuttling. He whirled around, Dirk poised to strike. There was nothing to be seen or sensed, except for the hassock or whatever, which had not moved. The scuttling was no longer to be heard. He swiftly turned back, and there across the table from him, her front illumined by the twinkling jewels, stood a slim, naked girl with pale straight hair, somewhat darker skin, and over-large eyes, staring entrancedly from a child's tiny-chinned, pouty-lipped face. Satisfying himself by a rapid glance that the jewels were in their proper pattern under their mesh, and none missing, he swiftly advanced Cat's Claw, so that its needle point touched the taut skin between the small yet jutting breasts. Do not seek to startle me so again, he hissed. Men, I, and girls, have died for less. The girl did not stir by so much as the breath of a fine hair. Neither did her expression nor her dreamy yet concentrated gaze change, except that her short lips smiled, then parted to say honey-voiced, So you are the grey mouser. I had expected a crouchy, seer-faced rogue, and I find a prince.